Round of applause to uh, Pastor Don. No, <laughs> Doug, sorry, Doug. No. I was going to say Doug Lena, but that would have been not right. This would have been when he knew we were. Uh... Yeah, well, no. Yeah. He, uh, it was funny because whenever he knew uh, Kirsty and I, of course, were pregnant and uh, that we were going to have a child and we didn't know what it was at first, he was like, man, Doug's a really good name. And then when we said, listen, it's a girl, he's like, okay, Doug Lena. <laughs> so uh, if you ever want Pastor Doug to dedicate a baby, great. Name a baby, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, jeez, uh, uh, guys, I'm excited to be here and, uh, you know... Sermon number two, sorry, now I'm just messing. That was good, it's a good word. We are all in a place of transition and shift, amen? Not just in ministry, but I, I believe in function, you know, just as believers, you know, going into a deeper place of maturity and, and a, a, a more mature function as a Christian, okay? Not just, man, I'm transitioning from evangelism to pastor or pastor to evangelism. It's like, man, I'm going from glory to glory and I'm being transformed into his image, that's the greatest transition and transformation that can take place in us daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, for eternity. Is being changed and being more molded more than, and more and more into his image and who he is so that we can reflect him on the earth. So that people around us can have a deeper understanding of who he is because we're in their lives. lives. Uh, but anyways, uh, there is a lot of transition going on. And I'll just encourage you guys with this really quick. I had a vision, and I'm just going to share this really quick because I feel like this is where the body of Christ is. This is where Harvest is, uh, obviously. But um, I had a vision not too long ago of um, of uh, the, this like timeline, and it was like from like maybe like the 1940s up to present, right? And there was like it, it was different eras, and it was marking different eras, and um, there was different like music tunes coming out in this vision, and like God was showing me like real reels of like videos of like the dance or the function, you know what I mean, that was attached to that era and that predominant song, you know, like the mashed potato, whatever, I don't know, you know, the old stuff. Pastor Doug could teach you that, you know what I'm saying? But uh, he could teach you the old stuff, you know what I mean? And young guy in the front could teach you the whip and nay nay. But anyways, uh, there's like different types of songs and then there's different types of dances to those songs. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because how many of you know that when a sound's released, especially with music, you can't help but dance. You can't help but respond. And so each sound that was released in these eras uh, required a different function or a different dance, a different movement came or was birthed out of that new sound. And uh, the Lord gave me a vision of that for a, a, a while ago, and I think I preached on it before, but the Lord called that to my remembrance before I came here to bring that up. And you might be like, okay, why? Because I really believe God is releasing a new sound as a whole for the body of Christ to conform to and be transformed by. The Lord is like, it's, it's kind of like this. The, the disciples wanted to call down fire when the Samaritans disagreed with Jesus. Right? They were trying to regurgitate an old sound. Like, can we just call down fire like Elijah? And how many of you know that they were referencing a good thing that was appropriate for Elijah, 
but would have been so inappropriate for them. And I fear that there's a lot of people in the body of Christ that want to steward or try, they try to manage a good thing, but it's not the appropriate sound. It's not the appropriate thing for this time. The Bible says you get weary in doing good or don't get weary in doing good. But can I tell you something? When you're, watch this, trying to manage something that's good but not appropriate, you'll get weary. Because the Lord says, I will not enable you by empowering you to manage something that I've no longer appointed you to. So guess what's going to happen? If you try to manage something that God didn't call you to, weariness is going to set in because the Spirit of God's like, I love you, I'm with you, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but I will not empower you to manage that because then you would stay there. You would stay there and you would miss out on the things that I want you to step into. So I really believe that this is a season that God's like, Stop dancing a dance that's outdated. Stop mourning an old era and get excited for this new fresh thing that God's going to be releasing and is releasing on the earth. See, a lot of us proclaim and we declare that we want the new of God, the newness of God, but then when he introduces it to us, it stretches us and we just want to hold on to the old. Because we broke that in. No one likes a new pair of shoes, man. Because you got to break those bad boys in. But it hurts a little bit to break those shoes in. Come on, somebody. But once they've broken in, baby, it's just fun to put them on and walk it out. Can I tell you something? I believe we're in a very holy moment like Moses was. I'm going to say this and get, out of, uh, get into the message and move on. But I believe we're in a really holy movement, a holy moment like Moses was in two phases of his life. First one, how many of you, I'm not saying murder's good, but how many of you know that whenever Moses realized that he was an Israelite, a Hebrew, there was this righteous anger, if you will, that rose up in him where he killed an Egyptian and then fleed. Can I tell you something? This is a season we got to let the past die. we got to stop identifying with the Egyptian nature when we are realizing the Israelite nature that God's calling us to. Does that make sense? See, the more we realize our Israelite nature, our Hebrew nature, I'm saying this metaphorically, but it's, it applies, right? But, but, but the more we realize our Israeli, like Israelite Hebrew type of nature, the more we look to see the Egyptian type of lifestyle die. And the second phase that I believe that we are in as the body of Christ is we're standing at the burning bush and God is saying, take off your shoes we're in a holy moment in the body of Christ in this season where he's saying, I want you to take off what you've walked in and I want you to put on these new shoes. I want, to, I want you to put on this new thing. It might stretch you. It might challenge you. But listen, it will expand you and you'll bear marks of change. Come on, somebody. And you'll step into something. Come on, somebody. That I prepared for you that's better than what you're leaving. Okay, so that's kind of what I see prophetically as a whole for the body of Christ, okay? Uh, I'm not going to, uh, it's not a waste of time, but I'm, I'm not going to spend much time but I wanted to, on this, but I wanted to share a few testimonies. How many of you like testimonies? Like God has been doing some amazing things. Now listen, how can you go from what you just said to testimonies? Listen, when you embrace what's challenging and you make yourself available, right? 
God uses you in profound ways. And he puts you, when you make yourself available and you're willing to be used by God, he puts you in the front row uh, seat, like a front row seat to see powerful moves of God. And, and, and I have made myself more available than ever. And I have this deep desire in my heart because I know I carry a burning light to go to the dark places. And to see God light up the dark places. Now, Harvest Renewal partners with our ministry on a monthly basis. And they get to, you guys are taking part, okay, in what God is doing across the world. Literally, last week I was in London, Pakistan, and Brazil twice, and I never left my house. Never left my house. God is doing some crazy, amazing things all around the world. Um, and, and we get to see it, man, because we're making ourselves available. We don't care how challenging it is. At least I don't. <laughs> I don't care how much it costs me. I want to see people rocked by God. And so, so we're going wherever the doors open. And it seems like the more I make myself available, the more God opens up the door for me to go to dark places and light it up. And so uh, I was actually, we're, we're, we're staying with Danielle and Rudy. And if you know where they live, uh, don't come visit. No, I'm just playing. But no, I'm just playing. Because I'm going to put some fat boy pants on later and eat me some chicken wings. And that ain't pretty. And I don't want you all to see that. You know what I mean? But uh, I just want you to remember me in my Robert Graham dress shirt. You know what I'm saying? So, so anyways, uh, so, so, man, come back, God. I'm sorry. Come back, God. So anyways, um, uh, so I was in, at their, we're at their house, and, and yesterday morning I got up real early, and we, I got to preach in Pakistan again. And this is my second time doing this outreach in Pakistan where they set up this big, huge tent. I just need to share this real quick. They set up this big, huge tent, uh, not tent, this big, huge screen, and they invite people from the village to come out. And for what I understood, I don't know if they do all of them like this, but they set them up in graveyards, and they invite witches and, and people with black magic and, 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 and just, I say village people, but not the YMCA version. They, they invite the people from the towns to come and hang out with us. And, uh, the, I did this in January and it was so cool. They put me on, I'm on Skype and I'm in front of these people from Pakistan and they give me 25 minutes to preach, pray for salvation and pray for healing. So I preached my heart out and, 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 and literally just shared the simple gospel. We prayed for the sick. We did an order call for salvation. I get a report back. Now, this is what you guys take part in when you partner with people, right? And so Harvest does this and has done this, I should say. And you guys are taking part in this. So, so literally, I get this report back that over 89 people give their lives to the Lord, gave their lives to the Lord that day. Now, it's not like a 100,000 crusade. There might be a 100 there. 89 out of a 100 is a pretty good day. You know what I'm saying? Come on, somebody. So over 89 people gave their lives to the Lord. And then what was also really, really cool is um, they said over 67 people got healed. Over 67 people got healed. They told me that there was a lady who had an issue of blood for eight months. And right when, man, the presence of God, when the presence of God was released... Mm. When the presence of God was released, that the blood flow, the, the hemorrhaging, whatever it was, stopped, and she got healed. There was a lady who couldn't see out of her right eye. God opens up her eye; she can now see out of her right eye. There's this. Um, come on, guys! Like this is like, I am tired of just being taught about the gospel. I want to walk it out because I see things like this. 
so anyways, they, they, so, so yeah, so, so there was this, uh, another person had breathing issues, couldn't, couldn't breathe right, was started to breathe clearly. Uh, they said there was a lot of pains that got healed and, and it was cool cause I was able to send over a whole, uh, some money. We sent money over, uh, from our ministry to be able to give Bibles that are in their language. And now they're discipling these people with Bibles that we were able to purchase. Isn't God good? And so like, we're just seeing that happen and we're just seeing stuff in the United States as well, but it's just neat to see what God's doing in other countries around the world and just the transformation and the change that's taking place. And I share that because, listen, if I would have held on to what was comfortable and remained a pastor in Pennsylvania, I wouldn't have had a front row seat from my, through my availability. I wouldn't have had a front row seat to see, come on, the glory that's being released through our ministry around the world. Does that make sense? Let me say this, when the, watch, it was intentional when the brook dried up. Let me just jump into my message. I'm calling this message stretched. We're going to talk about stretched, being stretched. How many of you just like being stretched? We're going, this is going to be a stretchy message. <laughs> but anyways, but this, this is cool. So, so there's Elijah, he's by the brook, right? We know the story. I'm just going to jump in and share some stories of stretching and the result of embracing the stretch. Some of, you can retitle it, embrace the stretch. You know what I mean? Because some of us, watch this, we want shift, but we first need to embrace the, sh- uh, uh, the stretch. Oh, a lot of us want the shift, but we need to first embrace the stretch. A lot of us want the expansion. Come on, somebody, but we need to first embrace the stretching. God, expand my territory. Okay, that's going to stretch you. All right, well, no. I just want expansion, God. Expand the tent pegs like the Bible says, Lord. But he says, I can't expand what's not willing to be stretched. But, oh, come on, somebody. So anyways, to see a shift, you need to embrace the stretch. So you have Elijah here, okay? He's by the brook, okay? He's hidden for a time. Me and Rifle were talking about this. He's hidden for a time. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and he's, he's in the limelight, and then he's now by a brook being fed by a raven, eating from, that, from the raven's mouth, I guess, and then drinking from the brook. But eventually the brook dries up and the raven stops bringing him food. Why? Because God says, I needed to make his present place, his present location, come on somebody, uncomfortable because uncomfortable people move. That's stretching. But can I tell you something? He said, Ryan, I need to stir him out of where he was because there was a widow that was in need. See, you right now might be by the brook eating from the raven's mouth and making it all about you. But can I tell you something? God says right now it's okay that you think it's just about you, but you're taking part in what I'm going to send you out to impart. See, God is, t- God is tired of hypocrisy in the church. So guess what he does? He brings the church through stretching times so that when we declare, come on somebody, we're declaring from a place of our own process. Not being hypocritical and saying something, but having no experience with it. And so God brings us through our own stretching situations to expand wisdom and maturity and holiness in us so that we can speak out of that place, out of that reality that has become real to us. Does this just make sense? So here it is. He goes to... 
the widow. And, and, and I'll end with that. She's poor. It's not like he left there with an honorarium. You know what I'm saying? Like he went there on an assignment. He was comfortable by the brook. Come on, somebody. But he embraced a stretch that brought, watch this, breakthrough to others. I am willing to embrace what is stretching personally so that others can step into personal miracle, miracles. I am willing to make myself available to God and I'm learning, watch this, as I make myself available to God, that will be tested as my comfortability is challenged. See, I said this, but I got to say this now. A lot of us alter our availability when our comfortability is challenged. When we're in atmosphere of the brook, like, oh man, you want me to go to the the widow? Awesome. But when, watch, the journey gets stretching. The journey gets challenging. We're like, oh, I just don't know if I want to do that now. God, I'm just not sure, too sure I like this, Lord. And we start changing our availability. Because our comfortability is challenged. But God is wanting to raise up a people that says, I don't care how stretching it is. I make myself available to you, God, because I love you and I want to honor you. And there's a widow that needs to be blessed. Elijah could have made it about himself at the brook. I just want to be fed. I want to be left alone. I kind of became an introvert now. I like just being here. You want me to get up and move on? Really, God? Man, I was comfortable at Harvest Renewal. Now they're closing up and moving on to bigger things. What about me, God? Man, maybe God is causing the brook to dry up here because God is sending you to a widow that needs you out there. (laughs) do you guys love me after that statement i don't care if you don't i still love you stop making it about yourself well i just don't want them to close up because you know i really like it there and i'm comfortable there maybe that's the reason why they're shutting down to get you out of your own comfortability You call it's where God wants you to be, and I got peace. I'm supposed to be here. Can I tell you something? Maybe that's your problem. Maybe you're trying to manage a place that God's actually want you to pack up and leave from. And then you're wondering why you're weary and things are breaking down. I've stayed at a comfortable place. It's because you shut your availability down. Because something became uncomfortable. It stretched you. And you're like, God, I just don't want to go there. And now that location lacks your presence. And you miss out on education. I was talking to a gentleman at the church one Friday night. who rode, rides his bike everywhere across the country. And he said that he ride, rides his bike on the snow. And it can be real challenging to ride your bike in the snow. Unfortunately, I don't got a bike. So I have no clue. But uh, I like trucks. You know what I mean? I like four wheels. I like heat and AC. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> That position just looks uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> it just don't look, it look fun. But he says, you know, he was talking about how difficult it can be to ride a bike in the snow. But you know what? He'll never know if you don't ride in the snow. If you refuse to embrace what is stretching, you miss out on what is informing. You miss out on the, inf- 
like this informing, educating environment that God created for you. It's stretching. It's going to challenge your comfortability. But can I tell you something? God says, I'm making you uncomfortable here to get you there because I want to exceed your thinking. I want to exceed your present level of wisdom. Because watch this. The present level of wisdom you have is too confining. And I want to free you up in your relationships, in your ministry, to embark on greater adventures. But, but, but I can't take you there if all you do is sit in the wisdom that you have here. So will you make yourself available? Will you let me take you to a place that's challenging, that is stretching, but will bring change and will grow your wisdom beyond where it presently was before you stepped into this. So that now your perception, your comprehension, your wisdom grows beyond where it was. So now you're looking for things that you would have never looked for in that place of limiting thinking. God says, will you let me challenge your thinking in this place to grow your thinking beyond the little faults that you have over here? Will you go deep in intimacy with me and let me challenge you and convict your hearts and draw you in to something really big that's beyond where you are? Can I draw you into a big place within you so you start looking and anticipating for big to happen around you? Does this make sense? Duh. It's almost like God's like, will you let me, like a dog, when you ever see a dog tied up to a tree for too long, he'll stay within that perimeter. And I feel like a lot of us, God's taken the chains off and we're like, man, we're free, no more shackles, no more chains, praise God. But we stay within the same perimeter that's safe and that is comfortable and that is predictable. And it's like, God, we created this circle with you. I like this perimeter. I like this a lot. I don't want no trespassers, but I won't crouch into new territory. I like right where I'm at. And you know what the Lord says? Those are the areas I'm challenging in this season. Those are the areas that I might strip you of your resources that have kept you in that certain perimeter. To push you into what I want. I'm going to make the brook dry up in that perimeter. I'm going to, I'm to bring you in to the thing I prepared. I like God because like, because a lot of us know this. When like, like (laughs) a lot of us know this, the more we know, the more we're accountable. So we want to live in ignorance and we say then ignorance is bliss. I just don't want to know God. No, 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 God. Speak to me, Lord, how much you love me because I can handle that. But don't speak to me about the thing that stretches me. Don't you dare talk about that thing I've been coddling. Don't you dare address it. Don't you dare confront it. Don't you dare give me a revelation that I need to be accountable for, God. Because it's stretching and challenging. And I just like what we've already built, God, too much to leave it. So leave me alone in that area, God. And let me just stay here. God's like, he, 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 he. Guess where I'm talking. Where you're resisting. And he'll just keep speaking. In love. But to provoke. You out of complacency. Come on somebody. 
You guys still love me? We're limited by our present comprehension, wisdom, perception, and perspective. So guess what God wants to grow? Guess what God wants to expand? The very areas that have been limiting you. You're like, I'm not limited, man. I'm so comfortable. But you're so misinformed. Because you're not willing to grow in the snow. He was telling me all this upper body strength that you have to use for a bike. I'd fall over every time. I got no upper body strength. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I don't. I just don't. Take the shirt off. I look like I got a chicken chest. I don't even know what that means, but I I got one. (laughs) Anyways. Can I tell you something? You have to to exert, I should say, a lot more energy, he said, about this. And we were just talking, and I'm like, man, I'm getting sermon material. This is amazing. I'm not even a biker, and I'm getting biker talk stuff going on, man. I feel awesome. (laughs) Can I tell you something? A lot of us know there's challenge in driving in the snow, so we don't go. We just stay home. Because it's too stretching. We'll never bear the marks of stretching if we never allow ourselves to be stretched. Are you okay? Mm. <laughs> so, that, see, there's a difference between. Uh, being stretched and being mocked. No, I'm just fucking. <laughs> you know what's awesome? God will put you in challenging situations to bring out what He desires the most. Watch this. We say, God, we just know this sounds good and we want it, God. So let us love better. I want to love more, God. And God will give you five people who are so immature, challenged, have all these shortcomings, and be like, all right, I just put you in an environment for growth. And he sits back, and he looks at Jesus. Jesus is like, hey, he asked for it. Let's just give it to him. See, what we want is just to be in a room, right? And God touch our head, and that happens. But touch our head, and all of a sudden, we got a whole bunch of love for people. We want to grow in love, but we know it's going to exert more energy. We're going to have to be challenged. We're going to be stretched. And we want to bear the mark of stretching without being stretched. There is marks that bear your stretching, reflect your stretching. And I don't know about you, but I want to bear a mark of greater love for people. And yes, that happened, and it happens, and that is forged in the secret place as I pray. But God will publicly, come on somebody, put you in front of people that will challenge you, that will drive you to even a greater place of prayer. And guess what happens? He'll start expanding through that stretching, loving you. See, some of y'all don't like that. I just like going in and praying and it just happening. And that does happen, y'all. But sometimes God's like, I got to fix some stuff in you for you to really bear this mark of love truly and sincerely.
God, I want to go on greater adventures for you. And then he starts out in your hometown by stretching your faith. Because he says, before I promote you, guess what God does? He prompts you to position yourself in an environment that will grow you. So that you don't misappropriate the funds that come through promotion. But you steward them properly. Because you were prompted and positioned to be stretched and grow and bear a mark of faith and holiness and commitment and maturity before you're promoted into what you want. Does this make sense? Come on, somebody. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. And while you're turning there, you don't have to turn here. They don't even have to put it up on the screen. But Mark 3, we're going to start with the first verse as I, I, I land this plane shortly. I promise you, Pastor Doug, that was Brian talking. This is Ryan talking. Now just like, <laughs> But while you're turning to Mark 3, and we're going to read the first six verses, I want to reference two things real quick. Mark chapter 2, verse 19, and Matthew 9, 15 talks about there's no need for mourning or no need for fasting. I'm going somewhere with this. No need for fasting or no need for mourning while the bridegroom is with you. But when he leaves, that's the time for fasting. You know what I, I read there? You know what, what? Like You might be like, what in the world? How does this have to do? Just bear with me. The Lord spoke to me. He said, Ryan, he says, the times of fasting where you travailed for something. When the bridegroom gives it to you, there's no need to mourn the absence of it. There's no need, come on somebody, to, to, to fast for it. It's time to celebrate it. Now watch. What he was sharing here though was there is a time for fasting, but there's a time to party. And he's like, don't get them both confused. Now watch this. He says, when the bridegroom is no longer with you, how many of you know that's stretching? When he's gone. And how many of you know the enemy wants to whisper, oh my gosh, he abandoned me. Now Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you, but I'm just taking based off of this scriptural context. It's stretching. Because watch this. There's a place that God says, I'll babysit it, and then there's a place where I kick you out of the nest and say, go for it. That's the form of leaving you. He'll never leave you, but he's leaving you now to steward it because he says, I grew enough maturity in you, stretched you enough where you bear the marks of maturity to be able to handle this. And I'm going to step back and ease up on my uh, 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 coddling, and I'm going to step more into intense fathering and now let you, not on your own, but let you do what you used to only be able to do with holding my hand. Right? And how many of you know that's stretching? And the Lord says this, Ryan, those aren't moments of abandonment. He says they're opportunities for advancement. For you to advance and actually now steward what you're being grown to. I'm not leaving you, but I'm not going to hold your hand like I used to. You've matured. You're eating meat now. You don't need the bottle. And that's what God's trying to stretch you to. 
But let me share this with you. As this, this chapter of harvest renewal in this region closes, the Lord says he rebukes the spirit of abandonment. Y'all aren't being abandoned. Guess what? God is drying the brook up, giving you an opportunity to advance in your own life. And see, God will shut things down and make you feel like, oh my gosh, we're abandoned. But he's like, no, I'm here, but I'm just creating an opportunity for you to advance, for you to grow. And if all I did was coddle you here, you would never grow to that. God's like, I needed the brook to dry up so you could get to the widow. I, I, this I need to have stop. You liked it, didn't you? The holding the hand was nice. Besides the sweaty palms. But it was nice. Right? Yeah, it was really nice. God's like, okay, stop it. Don't hold my hand like that. And we think he's abandoning us. No, he's just walking us towards advancement. <laughs> ah. But you know what I think is crazy? He's talking about there's an appropriate time for everything. There's a time to party and there's a time to fast. And you know what the Lord wanted me to tell you? Some of you are about ready to step into a bridegroom party. Because watch this, you fasted and travailed, but now the union has become a reality. And he says, party. It's been established as a reality as already. It's, your per, it's already who you are. It's already who he is. You're one with him. Do you know a bridegroom party is all about celebrating union? It's not about them. It's about their oneness. We need to reflect on our oneness with Christ and celebrate that a little bit more. But can I tell you something? Whenever our oneness becomes not just something on our heart, but a reality that we can see, we throw parties, man. Like, oh my gosh. This was overwhelmed by my oneness in Christ. It looks like Christ. Now let's party. And some of you have been praying, fasting, mourning, travailing, but you're about ready to put off fasting and go into a place of celebration. Because the union's becoming a reality. But are you, are you, you good? Mark chapter 3, 1 through 6, and it says, And he entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. Well, if that ain't challenging, right? Then he said to them, it is, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. Look at verse 5. But when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians, okay, against him how they might destroy him. And you might be like, okay, what are you trying to talk to me about, preacher? Can I tell you something? This is what I wrote in my Bible, and this is what formed this message. There was healing in the stretching. See, God wants to put you in environments that are challenging. And the question is, what's your availability look like? But, and, and, but he puts you in environments that are stretching, but he says, I want you to expand beyond. Go beyond. We already talked about it. I'm just reiterating it. Go beyond our present level of wisdom. Because if we hold on to our present level of wisdom, comprehension, or perception, guess what? It's very limiting. Back there, it's something that we reflect and celebrate. But out there, it's very limiting because all we do is look through that one condensed lens. 
But here, I want to move on. So when we're stretched and challenged, when our availability is challenged and we stay available to God, we submit to God, resist the devil, he flees, all that kind of good stuff. Guess what happens? We bear the marks of greater wisdom, maturity. I talked about this, right? Stretching. But here, the Lord just wanted me to share this with you. When you embrace the stretch, it brings healing. See, God might ask you to do something. God might say, I want you to go and make this phone call. Or I want you to, to, to start eating this way. Or, or, or start praying towards this. And, well, God, every time I pray towards that, every time I start eating right, I'm just using these as illustrations. I, if I make that phone call, they blew up before, will they blow up again? God, this is something I've been travailing in. See, I'm a builder. That's why we went to Mark and Matthew real quick to talk about the bridegroom. This is what I pray about, God, but I'm kind of getting weary, and I think I'm just going to lay this aside. Because, Lord, it attracts more pain, come on, somebody, than it attracts blessings. And I'm just not all about it, God, so I'm just going to lay that aside. That state, those statements are formed out of a person that actually believes he's not that good as he says he is. But here it is. It's like, this is too stretching. This is too challenging. We all liked what I just prophesied. Watch. The bridegroom and the groom, and, and, and the, the bride and the, and the groom, they have this party to celebrate their union. The Jewish man peeps, they know what, how to do it for real. Days of celebration. Celebrating that union. We need to learn to celebrate our union with him more. But, I believe we're going to go into bridegroom celebrations in this hour that what we've travailed for and fasted for is that union is going to come into a reality that we see not just on a page but with our eyes. There's a reason I'm repeating myself. Where we are in break watch because fasting can be a stretch. Praying for something and not seeing it can be a stretch. But how many of you know that whenever your eyes behold what you travailed for And when the travail is over and the celebration begins, come on somebody, it makes the stretch worth it. There's a a, a mark that God wants you to bear by embracing the stretch called breakthrough. But let me get back to this. That stretching forth his hand created healing. It produced healing. There is things that, like, we just want to pray, God, bring us healing. But sometimes he wants us to co-create that healing with him. Let me wind this down. He wants us to co-create it with him. But our job will be stretching and challenging. God, this is stretching. Why am I making this phone call? Why am I starting to eat right? Why am I starting to do this? Why am I starting to do this? This is just challenging, Lord. But when you bear the mark of healing. You now celebrate the stretching that you once cursed. Does this make sense? Stretch forth your hand, man. Healing. God, this right now is really stretching. It's really hurting me, God. Like, it's embarrassing. Listen, Jesus never called that man to stretch forth his hand to embarrass him. He did it to heal him. God and what he might ask you to do that will bring healing to you or others in relationships. It's stretching, but it's not for your embarrassment. It's for your healing. Whenever my God, my, my, my God our God, Father God, told me, I want you to forgive your dad and claim him innocent. Stretching. 
But how many times did I pray for healing in my relationship? God, just heal my relationship. Little hard, bud, because of your resistance. Little hard because you're having offense and you're absent in your dad's life. <laughs> Claim a innocent. Stretching God, but as I, as I do, I'm still getting it. As I do, I start seeing my oneness before me. It's taken off of the page and it's being made more and more a reality as I partner with it. It's already, I'm positioned in it, but have I inhabited it or has reality inhabited my oneness? And so now as I embrace what is stretching, I'm seeing a birthing of the very thing that I've longed for in my relationships in my own life is bearing the marks of a stretch. I am seeing people now in newer lights. People can be challenging. And when I was a pastor, my pastor said, Ryan, we have about 800 people that call to this church our home. We have 800 bosses. And he was right. Now in itinerant ministry, I can't tell you how many people tried to tell me how to live my life and do my ministry. Be challenging. But you know what? God has been taking me through these processes where I weep for the people I used to mock. I'm bearing the mark of this process, this stretch that God takes me through. The brook is drying up in that immaturity and saying, you know what? We were allowing that for a time. No longer. I need you to embrace the stretch because I need you to reach out and step into something else. And oh, Because you know what the Lord's saying to me right now? He said, Ryan, I am doing stuff in you at the brook. I'm doing stuff in you so that your wife is never a widow with you still being alive. What are you talking about? I need to step in and be the man of God and the husband that I'm meant to be in marriage so that she's not living as a widow still having her husband alive. I don't want her to be a widow while I'm alive because I'm not willing to be stretched beyond my present level of maturity. whenever the Lord speaks and the Lord directs and whenever we have intimacy with the Father He conceives in us things that comfort us but things that are a real big stretch for us but He's saying Ryan I'm only doing it so that you can bear stretch marks marks that show an expansion and a stretch Like, Ryan, like, this is hard, this is challenging, but man, you're going to celebrate this season when there's a bridegroom party that you're throwing. As I close, how many of you know it's real stretching to fast for something or pray for something, and it might not happen? Or it's taken a long time. (laughs) 
I'll just get personal as I, I promise I'm closing right now. There is so much that I cry out for. Right when I think I get breakthrough, not seeing a thing. The order changes and it's not what I like to see. I'm in that place of, 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 of travail and fasting. And what these scriptures earlier that I was talking about, what they bear in mind is this. There's a place to mourn, but you can't mourn when the bridegroom's there. So when you have a greater reality of your oneness, you're not mourning, you're celebrating. He's with me, even though I don't see his hand, I, I know his, his heart's with me. But there is things that I know I'm going to have a bridegroom party in. There's going to be marks that are left that will be memorials. This was hard. This was stretching to get. But I got it, praise God. And I can't tell you how many times me and my wife have wept, or at least I wept to her. Over certain things that I'm still praying for. For family and for, for my kids. and I can't tell you how much I'm... But I want them to bear marks. Because dad was willing to be stretched. If you can bear marks of wounds that took place because someone was stupid. Why can't you bear stretch marks because you were Intentional. Get over yourself and stop idolizing what's behind you. And start getting on your knees and saying, God, I just first of all lay before you and celebrate who I already am in you and who you already are in me. And I'm just going to press in and spend time with you in your presence. God, I've been spending time with you in your presence for a while. I'm not bearing marks of breakthrough. And this is a stretch for me to continue to be in a place of intimacy. But I'm going to keep on pressing. I'm going to keep on seeking because you're good and I love you. And I just want to get wrapped up in you. And I don't care if I bear another mark of breakthrough. I just love you and I already have you. Yay. But when you have that kind of intimacy with the Father that can get stretching sometimes because it gets challenged. Stretching, but you just like, God, I'm just going to keep pressing in. I'm pressing in. Guess what he's doing? He's expanding your intimacy. And I don't know about you, but that's one thing I want to see always expand before me. But I'll end. I'm ending. I'm ending. God, I'm just going to fall on my face and seek you. I want my wife to have the husband she's supposed to be because he was willing to be stretched. I want my kids. I want my wife. And I want my kids. And my, my ministry, my finances. I want all of that to bear the mark of me being willing to be stretched. I want other people, I want the widows to be blessed. I want the orphans to be blessed because I was willing to get out of my own comfort zone, be stretched for their breakthrough. Does this make sense? I am willing to be stretched because I don't want to just be the one that bears marks of being stretched. I'm going to be stretched so a whole nation can bear marks of God's love. Guys, there's places God's calling me and it's a stretch on what it will cost financially and what it will do physically. And it's a stretch having to leave my home. But I do it because I want nations to bear the mark of God's love because I was willing to say, here I am, God, send me. My availability is not going to change just because my comfortability is challenged. We want to see things around us go beyond where it currently is. But God says, I've given, I've given you instructions 
that if you would apply, it would grow this place beyond where it is. Where it is, you're complaining, but it could go further where you celebrate if you would just be willing to embrace the stretch of instruction. I got to quit. There's widows, man, waiting for Elijah's to bear the stretch so that they can bear the mark. Stand with me all over the church. Bow your heads. This might not be one of those messages where everyone runs up to the altar and it's just like, fire! Close your eyes, bow your heads. See, a lot of us want the fire, but you know fire burns. (laughs) Fire hurts. Oh, Jesus. You know what's amazing? We're not widows because Jesus was willing to embrace the stretch. He was willing to get out of heaven, the brook, and come to us, the widow. Say, I'm going to be your husband. That's something to celebrate. If you're willing to embrace the stretch of fasting, you'll have the bridegroom parties. Oh, there it is. That's where we're going. How many of you in this place with your heads bowed, your eyes closed real quick, how many of you could say, you know what, I could, I'm really in, in, like, I'm in big need for a bridegroom party. Just like a celebration of union, or my oneness becoming a reality. (laughs) It being written on reality like it's written on my heart. (laughs) Come on, your oneness with God is already written in your DNA. But I prophesy that you're about ready to have a bridegroom party celebrating the union of it being written on the, watch this, the DNA of reality. Woo! Can we just give, first of all, if you understand that, like you're one with Christ, that oneness is written in your DNA. Can we just give God praise for that and just celebrate that real quick? But how many of you are saying, okay, I get that. I celebrate it's written in my DNA, but I want it to be written in reality. I want it to become a reality. I want a pri- I want a, I need a bridegroom party. I want you to stand up here real quick. I want you to come, 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 come. If you're not afraid of COVID, if you are, stay in your seat and we'll pray for you there. I'm not being rude by that. I'm just saying, if you are, I didn't mean to sound rude with that. can i just say you have maybe you're here and you have embraced the stretch you're about ready to bear a mark that causes a bridegroom party (laughs) i want you to just lift up your hands and in a second we're going to lift up our voice and we're going to give god some praise and then i'm just going to Pray and, and let you go home. But Father, I, just lift up your hands. We're about to lift up a voice in just a second. What are we lifting up our voice? A voice of praise. A praise of expectation that your bridegroom party celebrating union is coming. 
count of three. One, two, three. Just shout. Thank him right now. Praise him right now. One, two, three. Right now. Jesus, thank you. Celebrate it right now. God, I thank you for our oneness with you. God, I thank you for our oneness with you. And I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. Though I'm waiting for the oneness to mark my reality, the stretch of that waiting is worth it, God, because we know we're going to have a bridegroom party celebrating our oneness, being written on reality like it's already written in our DNA. God says, get ready, it's time to party, is what I heard the Lord say. You should already be partying because it's written in your DNA, your oneness. But the Lord says, get ready to party because the Lord says, whoa! It's about ready, this oneness is about ready to be written in your reality. What's that mean? What's written on the page, what's written in your identity is about ready to be seen with your eyes. It's about ready to be seen with your eyes. God says, I always love, I love writing your oneness in reality. What you're one with, transforming your reality. Karatabosita. Heaven invading earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. A lot of you have bared the stretch. Now you and your, whoa, reality is about ready to bear the stretch mark. Come on, somebody. How many of you want to bear the stretch mark of heaven? Come on, somebody. God just expanding something in you. God writing your oneness in reality. And and you'll be like, man, God, I'm so glad I made myself available to be stretched. Because this healing, this wisdom, this breakthrough, whoa, has made it worth it, God. Oh, if I could just have a catcher with me, I just want to walk and just pray as the Lord leads. Da, 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 da. Oh, whoever you assign, brother, whoever you assign. Someone from the house, walk with me, and I'm going to just go and start praying for people. But I just hear this your reality is about ready to bear the mark. Whoa. I need the family. Come. Get out of Bosita. Both of you. All of you. You're part of this, right? (laughs) Father, I pray right now. Just take this time to worship. Take this time to pray. See to fire right now. Whoa. It won't be stripped. It won't be stripped away, but God says this is a season. That marks are going to show. Expansion is coming. Fire of God come. Fire of God come right now. Whoa, there is something that rests in this family that as you embrace it, create it, build it with God. It's been stretching, it will be stretching, but God says, whoa, when you bear the marks of that stretching, 
when reality and other people bear the mark of that stretching come on somebody God says, oh, you're going to rejoice. You're going to rejoice. And I just, I, I prophesy over you, there is something for you guys to build. There is something you've looked for and you couldn't find it. But the Lord says, ah, others will look and find it because you were willing to build. You were willing to be stretched and you were willing to build. You looked for it and couldn't find it. But the Lord says, ah, that's because I want you to build it. That's because I want you to build it, says the Lord. You look for it, sir, and couldn't find it because God says, I want you to build it. I know men who are just real creative and inventive, and, 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 and they invent what they don't have. They make what they don't have. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying that this is a season that you're about ready to make what you don't have, but then other people will have it because you were willing to make it. Come on, somebody. Make it, make it, make it, make it. God is going to use both of you to... F- Whoa, to, to create new bread, fresh bread for people to eat. Fresh bread to eat. Give us this day our daily bread. God's going to give you the tools to make your own new bread, to make the new bread. Come on, somebody. Whoa, do it, God. Fire of God. Fire of God right now. Fire of God. More. More. Father, I thank you. The party's begun. The party's begun. The party has begun. The party has begun. I saw all these streamers and these balloons and this confetti. And, and I just heard the Lord say, it's going to be better than a birthday party. But at a birthday party, you get presents. And I feel like this is a season of unwrapping new presents. Unwrapping new presents. Whoa, this is a season of experiencing new waves of His presence. New waves of His presence. I see these waves crashing in. And as they pull back out to sea, I see buildings up that weren't there until the until the a wave came until this wave came crashing in and i heard the spirit of the lord say that it's almost like this those are constructive uh, construction waves construction waves this is a season of god's presence crashing in like a wave building things up creating things stirring things building things for you that you'll stand back and look up at and be celebrating and just be in awe of and it will take your breath away says the lord God says you're used to waves being destructive, but there's these waves of God's presence coming that will build up and will be constructive, says the Lord. I didn't destroy you or destroy things. That wasn't my wave, but the wave that is coming from me to you is constructive, and God says this is a season that I build up bigger and better what was torn down by the wrong waves. This is a season that I will build up and I will build stronger and better the things that were torn down. Fire of God come in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this young man. And I thank you, God, that he will wrap in his arms nations. That nations will be wrapped up in his arms. Like he wrapped me up in his arms today. And like others are wrapped up in his arms, which is so precious. I celebrate that. God, I just thank you, Lord, as this adult stands with him, as, as this man of God stands with him. I thank you that this will be a young man that will wrap the nations in his arms. That he will love the nations. He will hold tight the nations. He is called to the nations. And God says he'll give bear hugs to the nation. Father, right now we just bless this family. We bless this family in Jesus' name.
And Father, I thank you right now as I lay hands on the man of the house, or laying hands on the house in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you that the bridegroom parties are coming. The bridegroom parties are coming. You embrace the stretching of fasting. And the Lord says, now you're coming into a place where you're going to embrace the party and have a party. So Father, do it right now in the name of Jesus. I felt like both of you have been laboring in something. It's been labor intensive. And I heard First Corinthians, uh, is it what, 1558, I believe it is, that your labor is not in vain. And I feel like you're about ready to see some shift in those things that you've been working in that have been laboring intensive laboring intensive and I just felt like the Lord says whoa that the Lord says sometimes you think in that moment of stretching oh my gosh God did you leave me and God says no 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 no. this is just an opportunity for advancement and this is a season that you'll see advancement come before you says the Lord advancement goes before you advancement is before you advancement is ahead of you but you're catching up with it and this is a season of great advancement and yes it may have been labor intensive it was a labor of love it was a labor of it was a labor but the lord says it's going to be fruitful you'll be fruitful where you labored you'll be fruitful over you where you've labored labored you both have been building and it seems like you haven't been getting anywhere but overnight it will seem almost like it just happened overnight come on somebody i also hear the lord saying that you're about ready to receive resources to be able to resource there is some things that you want to do but you lack what needs that you lack the need for it to be done the needs the provision the resource for it to be done you lack we just call that resource in in jesus name we just call that resource in in jesus name and we say god let it be so let it be so but right now god's healing the labor pains God's soothing the labor pains. I felt like the Lord said, oh, it's better than an epidural. Come on, somebody. Like God says, this is a season that God says, I'm assisting you in the push. I'm assisting you in the press. press." And the Lord says, what comes out from the press is coming out in this season. Come on, somebody. Just like the wine comes out when the grapes are pressed. The Lord says, the wine is coming in this season. You've been pressed. But what comes out in the press is coming out in this season. Whoa, the good things, the lovely things, the beautiful things. So God, do it in Jesus' name. And I just bless my sister. And I just thank you, Father God, right now that she will be one sent to be a comforter, Lord, a lover, Lord. And I thank you, God, that she will be overwhelmed by the comforts of heaven and that she will be overwhelmed by the love of heaven in greater measures and in greater ways in Jesus' name. Fire of God, come. Just have your way, God, right now in Jesus' name. Oh! It's going to get lighter and it's going to get brighter. It's going to get lighter and it's going to get brighter, says the Lord. Ooh, God says it's going to get lighter and it's going to get brighter. Do it, God, right now in the name of Jesus. 
Sometimes that's all that needs to be said. Two things, lighter and brighter, lighter and brighter, lighter and brighter. In Jesus' name, the Lord says the dark will get lighter. Come on, somebody. The lighter's going to get lighter. Come on, somebody. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, whoa, the darkness is going to get brighter. The darkness is going to get brighter, and the bright will get brighter. And yes, the light will get lighter. Light will get lighter. Come on, somebody. I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying, that there is things that once have been a heavy burden but are going to be transformed into crazy blessings. Whoa. The Lord says what once was a heavy burden is being transformed into great blessings. What once was a burden is becoming a blessing. Get out of Osita, praying this way or having these conversations once was a burden. But the Lord wanted me to tell you things are about ready to get lighter and where there was a burden. Whoa, there's going to be a blessing, says the Lord. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that dark places that you've been trying to shine are about ready to shine themselves. The Lord, I just saw like a shoe, a shoe a shiner, shining shoes, and things are about ready to get bright. Things are about ready to shimmer. Things are about ready to glisten. Things that were tarnished and dull are about ready to be refined and made bright and beautiful. So, Father, do it right now. Whoa. Just like Jesus spat in the mud and put mud in that guy's eyes and or spit in the dirt made mud and put it in that guy's eyes and the guy's guy could see. I know this is gonna sound weird, but it's almost like I see like God just I don't I, I don't want to say this in a negative way, but spitting in the dry in the dirt right now. Whoa, God is just spitting right now. In a, like Jesus is just spitting in a good way. And there's healing coming, and there's wet, there's a vegetation and life coming. And the Lord wanted me to tell you what was dark is getting bright, and what was bright is getting brighter, and what is light is getting lighter. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Fire of God, I thank you that the parties are beginning. Fire of God, come right now. Whoa. The fires are being lit again. Oh, Jedadabosita. No, the fires are being lit again. And you might be like, okay, what does that mean? I know you love each other, but I see a love and a passion that once burned, being burnt, like it being lit again, being relit and burning brighter than ever before. I'm not saying between you two, but it might be for certain things. It might be for certain things. I felt like the Lord says that the flames that turn uh, may have flickered out. God is reigniting those flames. God is reigniting those flames. So fire of God, come and just ignite those flames. Whoa. I just heard the Lord say, like I brought fire to the temple, I'm bringing a greater fire and a greater drive and a greater motivation and a greater passion. I'm lighting that up in your temples for you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has always lived there, but I just see this newfound strength energy passion fire being ignited inside of you where where it drives you like never before it pushes you like never before says the lord so god do that now in jesus name ignite the flames ignite the fire in jesus name and whoa god i thank you that they will bear marks worthy to throw a party bear marks worthy to throw a party come on somebody it's almost like sometimes people use their scars for a pity party whoa but the marks that come from uh, 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 from stretching uh, those aren't for pity parties those are for just good old bridegroom parties and God I thank you that the parties have begun 
but I thank you that the party's about ready to intensify in Jesus name and I felt like the Lord says even physical stuff that once burned bright and was good God is bringing that stuff back alive a fresh fire right now Jesus name and I heard the Lord say the legacy is still being built and the legacy will still make an impact and it still has an impact to make so fire of God come fire of God I need to pray for these two I know they're praying we just bless these two fire of God I just thank you for these two I have no authority in this, uh, um, this right here to commission anybody, but I saw pastoral anointing on both of you, a shepherding anointing on the both of you. I think we, I've seen you guys before, but I, I just like never before, like today specifically, I just saw the shepherding. And it's not like, man, okay, we need to go and build a church now. I'm not saying that, but I just saw you guys shepherding people and and like it's not like you going and doing it now because this was said it's you've been doing it loving and and nurturing and nursing people back to health and and i just see that you're about ready to first of all see some radical transformations and radical breakthroughs in those areas that you have been pressing through and you've been stretched, but you've stayed with the person or you've stayed with those people and you have pressed in and you have prayed and, 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 uh, yet again, another phone call at 12 AM and it's just, or whatever. It's just, you've stuck with those people, never mocking them, always loving them. And I heard the Lord say that you're, they're about ready to get their, 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 their transformation, their breakthroughs which will be a major blessing to you guys as well. Not because you're like, okay, good gosh, thank God, the good riddance. No, it's, man, they got it. It's almost like you've had the spirit, like how long do we need to bear with you? Like Jesus, (laughs) and he wasn't being mean. He's like, man, I just want to see you thrive in this, man. Even when the scripture I read earlier, I didn't get to get into it, but he was grieved just because he was stirred. He's like, man, I want these guys to get it. Who cares what's done in the Sabbath? We need to focus on more of what's being done on the Sabbath. You know what's crazy? There was nothing happening on the Sabbath until Jesus came. (laughs) Nothing that was happening to bring rest. And I just heard the Spirit of the Lord saying that there is a season of great transformation coming on what you've been shepherding and even nurturing. And maybe it's not even people. Just people. It's other things you've been nurturing. Wow. And the Lord says, this is a time that this is upon you, that increase is upon you, increase is upon you. And I also just release, this is what the Lord releases, peace and rest, peace and rest. A PR right now in Jesus' name of peace and rest. Whoa, I saw you guys almost pulling back a little and God just filling your basket. And then you pull back a little more and now it's a grocery cart. You pull back a little bit more, and now it's this big old fat. And as you pull back, God brings your eyes and ears and hearts to what was on his heart, but you were too busy to see it. And I feel like this is a season of him filling your carts, filling your vats. Don't mock, 
or be afraid to have that drawback for a season. God says it's just to fill up your baskets. So God, I just bless these two and I thank you for rest. I thank you for peace coming upon them. God, the things that they've been nurturing, we just speak transformation in life over those things, people and things. Even the things that they've been nursing financially or with business or with just life, those things they've been nursing and praying into, you're the true shepherd, Jesus. Thank you for leading all of this that belongs to them into transformation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Bless all of these guys right now in Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus. Let the party begin. (laughs) Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Jesus is our joy. He is what completes us for us to have a bridegroom party. We just pray, God, right now for all this stress and all this strain and all this, yeah, just strain being broken. I saw almost like this, there's such tension, such tension on this rope, and it's going to snap, but not in a negative way. Because I just saw, you ever see something full of tension, and then you apply just the subtle pressure to it, and it snaps. I see the weightiness of God's glory resting on that tension in this season. And those, that tension snapping, that tension disappearing, that tension dis, dissipating as the glory of God just applies subtle pressure to it. It's almost like when we have tense muscles and you put enough pressure on it, it eases it up. And I feel like this is a season for your family of just an easing up, just an easing up. So Lord, release that in Jesus' name. But I also feel like this is a season that God breaks the back of tension. And just like, whoa, just like the walls were no match to the glory of God, the walls of Jericho, this tension that you've been in The strain that you've been in is no match to the glory of God that you're about ready to be drawn into. Glory is always around you and in you, but I saw the glory of heaven overwhelming you and overtaking you. So God, we thank you for doing that for this family, God. Oh, and the Lord says, as the tension of the rope is severed, the the balloon begins to soar. The balloon begins to elevate and, 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 and advance in altitude. And this will make sense as it unfolds, but this is a season that you're about ready to advance in altitude. Elevation. Promotion. Elevation. So Father, we thank you for that. And Lord, I thank you turn our attention to this young man I heard the Lord say that his attention has already has always been on you and I heard the Lord say that there is some things that God's going to do that is radically going to get your attention not that you ignore God not that you don't love God not that you're not focused on God there is things that God is going to do 
like he did for the disciples where your attention is brought to his reality and his diversity. God's going to use you as a tool to the nations. It's like you're going to be a man. You are a man on fire, but you're going to be a man on fire. and People are going to come and see you burn. But as they see you burn, they're going to capture sides of God's reality, sides of his diversity. Whoa. But the Lord says, get ready because I'm going to get your attention where you look on diversity in a, in a greater way. That You know parts of me, but I'm going to get your attention to come over here and see this part of me. Whoa, I almost see like there's going to be these wound or these, yeah, these wound touching encounters with God that revolutionize and supercharge your faith. You might be like, what in the world is that? Remember whenever um, Thomas was doubting? Jesus, is that really you? I know you went through the wall and everything, but is that you? Jesus is like, why don't you just put your hands, your, your fingers here? Touch my scars. Touch the wound. Touch the area where I was pierced. You see this? Touch the area I was pierced with nails. Touch this. Can you imagine the faith that came over Thomas in that moment when he actually touched where they pierced him? Or at least looked upon. Touched it with his eyes. Whoa. You're about ready to have wound touching. Wound seen miracles. That are going to supercharge your faith revolutionize your faith so Father we thank you for that we bless this family in Jesus name in Jesus name more of you God right now in Jesus name rain down rain down rain down God says I reign over her I reign over all. I rule over all. But the one who reigns over all is the one who's raining down, just healing and just breakthrough. And I just saw him lifting you up to reign with him. It's almost like, I know this sounds weird, but I saw the rain of heaven like that song, Open the Floodgates. I saw the rain falling. And filling up this thing, like you were sitting on this boat and there was no water. And you're in like this container. Just roll with God. This is what he's showing me. And he fills this container and you start floating and floating up with it as the container, the container gets full. And then you're sitting there with the Father. Raining where he rained down from. I'm raining. I'm going to send the rain. I'm going to send life. I'm going to send healing. I'm going to send breakthrough. And that breakthrough, that healing elevates you to now reign over that sickness, reign over that disease, reign over that trouble, reign over whatever it is, whatever it is. Oh, God says, I'm raining down and you're going to reign above those things that have tried to disrupt you, tried to hurt you, tried to damage you, had you grounded, had you hurt, had other things uh, withered, had other things distraught. God says, I'm raining down, and you're going to come up and reign over that thing with me. <laughs> that just means getting one up on the enemy. That just means having, a, you already have dominion and authority over the enemy, but it's almost like instead of reigning, like 
sitting under the oppressive reign of that sickness or hurt, you're going to reign over it and it's going to be under your feet and you're going to put a hurting on it. Oh, last thing God says is the thing that's been hurting you, you're about ready to put a hurting on it. <laughs> when it's hurt you, you're about ready to be, put a hurting on it. rightful seat that's your rightful chair is to reign over what has been under you've been under Uh. so God I thank you that she's going to get one up on the enemy in areas of her life she'll be putting her hurting on what's been hurting and Father we thank you for that and I see God touching three main areas in your heart I'm not saying it's your physical heart, but I feel like there's three main areas in your heart that just hurt. Could be more. I don't know, but I saw three areas. Three days must have hurt the disciples. But on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead. That made them really happy. There's resurrection, life, and power coming to every area that's been hurting your heart. So do it right now. You don't know what they said. You don't know what they've done. It is no match to what He is saying, God, and what He is doing and will do. <laughs> so Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. I thank you that the bridegroom party will be thrown she'll bear the mark where she stretched in Jesus name yeah let's go here seat to fire of God come right now fire of God come right now holy 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 I'm making it holy oh God says I'm making it holy I'm making it holy The enemy may have touched it and it was perverted, but God making it holy. Not a sinful thing. It's not like you did something wrong. God just says, I'm making it holy. I'm making it righteous. I'm making it good. God says, this is a season that you're getting new shoes. Because like there's some things you've been walking in that have been distorted and perverted by the enemy. But God says, you're going to walk in that area in a different way in a freedom way in a peaceful way in a holy way like never before I'm making it holy it was distorted but I'm making it holy and God says I'm making it whole I'm making it whole I'm making it whole no longer will the incomplete things be incomplete God says I'm making it whole God says, I'm also filling the holes. I'm filling the holes. I'm filling the holes. I'm going to make it holy. I'm purifying it. I'm refining it. going to make it holy. I just got here, God singing that, and he's a lot prettier. 
of a singer than me, but I'm sorry. That's all you get. But I, he's making it holy. No longer will it be perverted. Oh, God says, I'm making it whole, and it will no longer be holy. It will no longer be incomplete. It'll be whole and holy. You might be like, what? It ain't going to be full of holes like Swiss cheese. <laughs> it's going to be solid, and it's going to be whole, because God says, I'm patching the holes. I'm healing the holes. I'm mending the wounds. I'm mending that which seems to be broken, and I'm healing, fixing, and making it holy, holy, holy. I'm a holy God and those areas will be holy holy in Jesus name Father I just pray right now that you would just move in my brother's life I just pray God right now that his heart would just continue to burn for you Jesus that any area, Father, that's not burning for you, may it just flicker bright and may it flicker strong. I may, I pray, God, everything that is oppressed, may it be broken. And may God, he find liberty in Jesus. Find liberty in Jesus. Find liberty in Jesus. Jesus, flow and flood my brother with peace and joy. And Father, I thank you that you, Jesus, like you in Mark chapter 3, you entered in. God, I thank you for just entering in and bringing transformation to all conditions, God. Everything that has a condition and an issue to it, Father, I thank you for bringing transformation, freedom, and breakthrough. And God, I thank you for lighting up the dark places with the light of Jesus. And I thank you for the life, that light that's life to men. I pray that that life would come and light would come in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we bless my brother. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen.